it's not entirely accurate to say that the last 19 months have been hell for everybody. Nah, man, we were all scared. Even I was scared. Well, because it limits you, it's more accurate to say the last 19 months have been hell for some people. But for other people, it's been awesome. This lady just said, "Uh uh-uh, it's no, it it can't be game over. I ain't going out like this. If a particular perspective is kind of messing you up mentally or emotionally, you might want to invite different perspectives in. What is it that I'm actually looking for? Do we really know life? But let me say intelligence. Emotional intelligence, social intelligence, financial intelligence. So I believe it's important for each and every one of us to understand the rules that govern any arena of your life. You are listening to The Revenge of the Forsaken Gods, a podcast that explores the human experience and seeks to create a blueprint for a living using books, stories, movies, and conversations. And here is your host, Andrew Balongo Opere. Yes, welcome to the Revenge of the Forsaken Gods podcast. And today I'm very excited because uh, I have a guest who is returning to the podcast for a second time. So that is a very huge privilege. And my guest is someone that I respect highly because uh, apart from being a wellness and leadership coach, an executive coach, a life design coach. She considered herself a lover of stories, laughter, and adventure. And one of her interesting taglines is, go make that dream. And the thing that that makes me just so excited about my guest is uh, she's very powerful when you engage with her one-on-one. But apart from being very powerful and assertive, she's very vulnerable. And I think that's the qualities that just uh, has allowed her to thrive as a coach, especially during these times of the pandemic. And I'd just like to ask her a little bit about that. And uh, how is it that she's been able to thrive? Uh, You know, this combination of being powerful and vulnerable really uh, doesn't really exist in our regular business conversations, even conversations in media. So I want to unpack how has she been able to do it? And how has her 2020 and 2021 been during this pandemic? Because she's told me that her business has actually been thriving. So without further ado, the person uh, that helps you go make that dream happen, the coach and director <laughs> of the main protagonist coaching, CC Majani Becker, welcome. <laughs> Andrew, you're 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 so funny. You you make me laugh. Um, I I really I'm really excited to to be to be back here. I I enjoy um how you do your podcast, the name. I remember I told you when you were first launching, I said, Oh man, Andrew, that's such a cool name, Revenge of the Forsaken Gods. So thank you so much for inviting me back. I, I really appreciate this. Yes, I'm honored. And in fact, uh you know, I notice you post a lot on Facebook and LinkedIn, and uh, I just like to talk about your your recent post because it was so powerful. Uh, you mentioned that um, I read the other day that there's no such thing as stagnation. A thing is either living or dying. Oh wow, that's just so powerful. You know, um, would you mind just uh, mm. uh, 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 sharing how did that come about, and uh, why did you share that? 
Yeah, so um, thank you. Thank you for engaging me, engaging with me um, online. Um, I, I often say to people, Andrew, that um, if I didn't have, um, if I wasn't running my own business, I probably wouldn't be <laughs> very active on, on social media. So for me, I have a healthy relationship with social media and it allows me to reach um, all the different people who might benefit from my message because um, many, many years ago, I was that person uh, searching for teachers, um, people to help me. And um, I found a lot of them online, you know. So, so for me, the, the, the internet um, and social media have been um, a, a blessing. Now, that post is, it's, it's inspired by the same thing that inspires all my posts, you know. I, I listen to people's stories for a living. I help them problem solve. I share my own stories with my own coaches, my own teachers. Um, they help me problem solve. And one thing I know for sure, Andrew, is whatever you're going through, others are also going through it. Not everybody on planet Earth, but there are enough people going through what you're going through such that if you just share honestly, it will resonate. And I get that feedback a lot about my social media posts. Um, people will DM me, people, when I meet people face-to-face, -face, they'll tell me, this is both men and women, um, people from different parts of the world, different cultures. And it's not, it's not magic. I'm just being honest about what's going on for me. And that resonates with everybody else that is experiencing that thing. So the post I recently shared, the one you're referring to, is about parenting and leadership in the workplace. Because as busy leaders, we, we often struggle with, okay, how do I, how can I be a present parent? How can I be the cool, awesome parent I always imagined I would be uh, while being uh, busy creating and, and making things happen in the world of work? And what I've come to realize, Andrew, is number one, um, the importance of accepting who I am, okay? The importance of accepting who I am and, and that is always changing, right? We grow, we change, we learn. Right now, who I am is the kind of a human being who loves being a mom. I, I love being a mother. You've met my daughter. She's so cool. <laughs> she's only four years old, <laughs> but she's a cool kid. And, and, and I'm using the word and quite deliberately. And I'm also someone who loves to work outside the home. I, I love my job. I love my business. And so it's not helpful to, to feel guilty when I'm not at home. It's, it's not helpful at all. And so what I decided to do, um, even as early as two years ago, when my daughter was only two years old, I would tell her where I was going and what I was doing. So from a very young age, she knew that I talked to these people called clients Right. Um, and I remember there was a time, this is so funny. She, she put her hand to her, the side of her face as though she was holding a phone. And I, I'm, I said to her, Mama, what, what, what are you doing? And she says, I'm talking to a client. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I burst out <laughs> laughing. I burst out laughing. And 
I've made peace with that. Um, I believe I'm a good mom. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see when she's older if that's true. Uh, but I believe I'm a good mom. I'm present with her when I'm present with her. And I talk about my work. Um, sometimes when I'm having a face-to-face -face Zoom call with a business partner, for example, I will, she'll, she'll, she'll come in uh, to, to stand next to me. And, and like one of my business partners in the UK has seen my daughter many, many times. So I'm not hiding and creating false separations in the different areas of my life. Um, and I, I also talk to my daughter about what her dad does. Her dad is an architect. He talks to her about what he does. Um, if there's a building that he was involved in that we pass as we're driving, he'll tell her um, that, that that's some work he did. And we say, you know, this is mama's kazi, that's baba's kazi. And Everywhere we go, we'll go to a hotel. We, we went to um, a farm the other day, um, you know, when we're in a mall. And I'll just explain to her that that's a certain type of kazi. This is another type of kazi. Um, and for the non-Swahili speakers, kazi means job. Because I would love for my daughter to be inspired by work and to not dread it. Um, and so that was what that post was about. Um, Sometimes as parents, we pause, we pause our lives for our kids. And then your kid grows up and you're left bereft, like, oh, what do I do now? And that was a post for any parent who has paused their life for a bit too long, or maybe has paused a project they've always wanted to work on for a bit too long because they're a parent. Um, it happens a lot for moms, but it happens with um, dads too. Um, I've coached a lot of really decent, awesome men who, who do feel that pressure of, eh, I've kind of paused some things and, and I'm feeling some type of way about it. So that's what that post was about. And, and I have no doubt, you know, I'm not the only parent who has felt that, thought that, wrestled with that. So I was just sharing openly my, my own experience. Yes. And you've mentioned so many powerful uh, ideas, but I just love you to uh, unpack what is identity and how can someone get to define who they are and why the power of adding and? Because you've mentioned, you mentioned that and I see it has allowed you to experience life in a different way compared to if just someone says, I am just the coach, but I only work indoors or I'm just the coach that works indoors full stop, but not the coach that works and works outdoors and does all these other things yeah the identity question um i mean that's a that's a big question what i know is your identity is always changing your identity is always changing and uh, we need to give ourselves permission um to change our identities so for example there's a client of mine who's pregnant at the moment and we were having a conversation around how you change as a, as a person once you become a parent, once you birth a child. And you need to grieve the old you because there are parts of you that will die um, once you become a, a, a mom, a parent. But there are also parts of you that will be birthed. And, and that's the thing. Like some things have to die in order for other things to, to, to come alive. Right. So, for example, um, a very basic but common example is 
you know, when you're in your 20s and you're partying and clubbing and this is all pre-pandemic, right? And you're staggering home at four in the morning or whatever the case may be. And, and that's cool. I did all those things and I have absolutely no regrets. But there comes a point, Andrew, and this happened to me, where I realized, okay, um, I want to get serious about my, my work, my career, what I'm building, what I'm creating. And so it becomes uh, not a good idea for me to be out till 4 a.m. Every, <laughs> every evening, you know? So that fun-loving, happy-go-lucky 4 a.m. or clubber person <laughs> had to die. But uh, what was birthed was um, a different CC, a new CC. Um, I find different ways of having fun. And yeah, every now and then I'll go out too late, but I'm not wanting to jeopardize uh, the work I need to do the following day. So identity is a dynamic thing. It's, it's ever-changing, and people need to give themselves permission to change their minds, you know. And a lot of um, super successful um, entrepreneurs, for example, give themselves that permission, you know. They started company X. And that company has grown and, and they, they hand it over. So one of my clients, for example, recently handed over one of his babies. He's no longer uh, the, 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 the CEO. He's handed it over to uh, somebody else who is trustworthy and can steer the ship in the right direction because he wants to play another game, creating another company. And, and that's really cool. You know, that's really cool. You, your identity is, is always changing. Um, you know, when, when my daughter was 10 months old, our relationship was a certain type of way. She needed me more. Um, but now she's four years old. She goes to school. She has friends. She, she watches cool shows like Peppa Pig and is learning from them. So I'm engaging with her differently. Um, identity is always changing. Um, I like to say to myself and to my clients that uh, black and white thinking is dangerous. Um, so, and as much as you can, it's not easy always, but in as much as you can try and avoid the word, but, and just replace it with the word and yeah. Um, I am African and a human and whatever middle-class and I also have problems and I also need help and I am also powerful and I'm a mom, and I'm also somebody who likes to hang out without my kid sometimes. You know, it's <laughs> women are not given permission to say that, but I'm giving myself permission to say that. So that word and, and, and um, is, is so important. I, I, am, I am content and grateful, and I'm also pursuing new adventures. I, I am happy and I also have some difficulties in my life, you know, and, and that's more honest. Don't you think, Andrew? Don't you think? Yes, yes. It's very <laughs> it's honest. It's not I'm happy. Yeah, it's, it's not I'm happy, but, you know, I have this other terrible thing happening. It's I'm happy and I also have this other difficult situation I'm going through. And, 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 and it captures all of who you are and human beings are complex human beings are complex i i recently um watched the movie the eternals andrew and 
that was a pretty good movie because I I did not think there were any cliche characters in that movie, which is a big deal to say. <laughs> yes, yes. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Please carry on. Yes. Now, um, there's so many, wow, powerful gems you've mentioned. Just, I can see what you're meaning as, as, as a practical application of giving yourself permission that when you add and... It, 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 it allows you to honor the desires that you want to try and cultivate, which sometimes growing up or uh, in our environments, we might not be given the opportunity to express that permission. So I do uh, uh, thank you for, for giving uh, you know, your clients and us permission to try and explore those mm. things in our hearts. And uh, in fact, I'd just like to point out that as uh, fellow storytellers, uh, uh, we will be using a lot of storytelling techniques which might not be used in the regular world. So uh, these techniques are free to be used in your life in order to expand uh, where you'd like your life to go. And you mentioned something yeah. You mentioned something powerful, uh, which I'd just like you to clarify before we start getting into speaking about how the pandemic season has been for you. You mentioned yeah. that... Um, Black and white thinking can be very dangerous. Would you mind sharing how it can be dangerous? Well, because it limits you. It limits, it limits you. Um, you know, so it, again, I'm, I'm, I'm getting a bit ahead of, 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 of ourselves here, but, but it's all related. If you think about the last 19 months, well, let's just say two years, right? Mm -hmm. Just under two years. If somebody said, how, you called it the pandemic season, how has this pandemic season been for you? Andrew, it's been busy and exciting and excruciating and saddening and on and on and on it goes. It's been all those things that might seem contradictory, but it's the truth for so many of us. We've had crappy experiences in the last 19 months, and we've had awesome experiences in the last 19 months. I've had clients who were let go of, right? They, they lost their jobs. And three months later, got better jobs, paying them more money. I, I mean, this, this I, I now have such a deep clarity around how seemingly paradox, paradoxical life can be, but it's not a paradox at all. That, that's just how life is. Yeah, that's just how life is. And black and white thinking limits you. So for example, one of the things I've shared in the group trainings I've done, Andrew, is this, it is not accurate it's not entirely accurate to say that the last 19 months have been hell for everybody. It's more accurate to say the last 19 months have been hell for some people. But for other people, it's been awesome. And I've actually had clients tell me, Andrew, it's been the best time of their life. Wow. 
because yeah i know and and i can still hear this particular lady's voice in my head as i'm sharing this with you because people have dropped so many things that were not healthy for them in the last 19 months relationships that were not healthy for them have ended people have left jobs I got a text message from a client just yesterday saying, "Oh my gosh, Cece, I was in this group meeting and I never thought that I could be exposed to such powerful, amazing people in this country." And I just laughed. This woman got this job in this pandemic season. I mean, black and white thinking limits you. So say for example, I spent the last 19 months saying life sucks. that is going to prevent me from taking actions that can change how my life is going but if i say all right this area of my life is sucking right now and this other area is going great and maybe i need to catch up with people whose life is going great and learn from them then magic can start happening for you so for example the lady who was uh lost her job she had the wherewithal to call me and say yo help me and poof we got her another job that was paying her even more and she got to work from home so she was hanging out with her kids i mean it went from darkness to brightness in the space of 3 months or less actually wow. but you see that is somebody who even in a tough time there's a little voice in their head going ah uh-uh, not all is lost call this lady not all is lost do this take this action try that do this do that okay so for me that's that's what i did as well um andrew i've made new friends in this season from different parts of the world i mean i've always had friends from different parts of the world but business partners for example in europe that wasn't happening before 2020 and we've worked together for now 2 years one particular partner i'm thinking about from the uk and we train and coach teams spread out all across the world and it's been so much fun right and you know i i was working online before 2020 so at least there was a bit of continuity there for me because i have clients that are not based in nairobi but i just embraced it Yeah, let's do this Zoom thing, man. Let's do this. And so you mentioned earlier that my business managed to thrive and and it's because of reasons like this. It's that oh, this 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 is tough and there's a way through. So let me figure it out. Does that make sense? It it makes so much sense and and I'm just humbled to see how I'm listening to my body as I hear that and and I'm not feeling yeah. any negative thing going out it's just like hmm what else could possibly happen and it's not yeah. looking at it from a uh, like what could possibly go wrong but leaving possibility yes. for opportunities to happen like the way you've shared yeah like I, I love how you've answered this question it it, it answers the the black and white thinking uh, uh question perfectly where Yeah, if I was fired, I'd probably say, "Oh gosh, I'm fired. What will I do? I have no what can I, I do? There's no money coming pandemic. in. It's a pandemic. Yeah. No one's really hiring. It's a pandemic. All We're not net ahead, ahead that one. 
that right there, Andrew, that right there. And, and, and you've mentioned- you, lo- you lose your job during a pandemic, Andrew, and you can't even go out to network. True. So now what are you going to do? Yes. This lady just said, uh-uh, it's no, it, it can't be game over. I ain't going out like this. <laughs> and the rest is history, Andrew. The rest is history. She's really, really happy mm-hmm. now. And it's not to, you, you know me, I, I'm not a, you know, fake cheerleader type coach. I, I really don't like that. <laughs> Come on, you can do it, girls. You can do it, boys. I, I'm not that cheerleader-ish coach. When the ish has hit the fan, the ish has hit the fan. And it's important to acknowledge that. Yeah. So March 2020, you know, you, you'd you be lying if you said, ah, no, me, I was just positive from the beginning. And it's been an amazing two years. Nah, man, we were all scared. Even I was scared. So again, you can use the and to capture all the emotions. I am scared and I'm going to keep going. I don't know what to do next and I'm going to have to figure out what to do next. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. And and what you've shared yeah. in fact just ties into, you know, my 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 next question and also the question I had after that was uh how did you react when it first hit in March 2020? You know, I guess you mentioned that you had already started uh, having online interactions, so you're grateful for that. But, you know, just talk more about that. And also, what have been people's key concerns during this time? Yeah, that's, um, those are good questions. Um, well, here's the thing. Like everybody else, I thought, oh, shoot, this, this is interesting. This is interesting. But... Um, I am not afraid of of change as much as other people are, you know, and there's something about leaving employment and starting your own business that makes you a bit of a ninja, whether or not the business fails or succeeds. There's, There's something about constantly putting yourself in a position where there's change happening and, you know, fear of rejection and being actually rejected and wins and losses, this, I, I built, my resilience was built over the years. I, I don't want to say I built my resilience because yes, I took some actions, but there were other players involved, like my coaches, my teachers, just other people I interacted with, you know, even people who I got no's from, <laughs> those are the people who really build your resilience, right? So my resilience has been building over many, many years. And I have to say, um, Andrew, I knew I could see the effects of personal development, both life coaching and business coaching. I could see the effects on my life long before the pandemic, but it really dawned on me how significant it was to have taken those steps in the last 19 months because I'm still in the same house I lived in pre-2020 my marriage is still intact. My daughter is healthy. I still have my sanity. I'm still working. You know, I'm still able to laugh with my friends. And I put that down to all the personal development work I did over the years. And this is why I'm such a warrior for people receiving coaching. 
Yeah, they say the time to dig a well is not when you're parched. You need to dig the well in advance so that when you get parched, you just go, oh, let me go to that well. And I'm telling you, and I have this conversation with so many other coaches, Andrew, we had to dig deep and even find practices we had dropped because we thought, oh, we've outgrown this. You know, so I had resources. I had resources and I was chatting to another coach. I remember this so clearly. I was in my car. It was late at night. Um, and, and she and I have this in common. We, we both like um, the nighttime and the stars and the moonlight. Um, and I just um, driven home <laughs> right before curfew. Uh, and we were having a conversation and she said, aren't you glad you have the tools to deal with this season? And cause we've done a lot of personal development work together. We were involved um, in constellation therapy, for example, um, last year. Um, we were invited by a friend of ours to, to learn from her guru last year. And, and so, sorry, not last year, I should say in 2019, in 2019. And she says to me, this lady, Caroline says, aren't you glad that you have the tools to deal with this season? And another fellow coach, a lady called Jane said, had this happened many, many years ago, she doesn't know if how, how she would have handled it. But because of all the years of personal development, she's handled it. So to answer your question, yeah, I got scared like everybody else. In fact, my husband and I actually got into a fight a few days later, like an argument. And I could see that it was fear-based. It was about money. Because before March 2020, you looked at your wallet and went, wow, yes, this is, this is good. <laughs> and then things changed and you went, hang on a second, is this going to see us through? So it's amazing how things can change very rapidly. And as my husband and I were arguing, my husband's a really cool guy. We, we, we don't argue often. We've grown and learned how to engage with one another in a healthy way. As we were arguing, Andrew, I could see this is a fear-based argument. And I gave myself the grace and I gave him the grace because this was a new situation. We'd never been in a situation like this before. The world had never been in a situation like this before. So I remember he, he decided to go um, out just for a bit of a walk, just, just down the street. Because remember, we couldn't wander while <laughs> free and, and, and wild. We couldn't roam around the way we used to. So he went for a very short walk. <laughs> and that was the best thing he could have done because it gave him space, it gave me space. And when he came back, we were just like, look, um, this isn't helping. Let's, let's just figure this thing out. And we sat down, we figured it out. And we were like, okay, look, we had all these plans to invest in this, invest in that. Let's just put that on pause. Um, we became even more intentional about how we manage our finances. And that's that's a plus that has come out of, of this, this time. Um, but the thing is, um, Andrew, there's something interesting happening now to people who were busy working during the pandemic season. Um, many of us are experiencing a burnout. And my burnout hit me in April of this year. And it, it, it was like a slug to my chest. It was just like, whoa. And that's the thing with burnout. It just creeps up on you, right? And, and you realize you're burnt out too late. 
And I heard a lot of people saying, saying the same thing. You know, I'm running on fumes. I'm running on fumes. So there's this other weird thing that has happened to people who were incredibly busy last year. And a lot of the leaders, well, 99.9% of the leaders I work with are in this situation where they became even more busy, uh, even more stressed. Yes, you're grateful you have a job and you're also really, really stressed. And the, the, the toll it has taken on our bodies. I remember talking to a leader in HR who said, once the, 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 the restrictions eased up a little bit, she started going to the physiotherapist and he was like, whoa, your shoulders are like rocks. And I too developed a body stiffness, um, Andrew, and it's because of all the sitting down I've done in the last 19 months. I'm a very physically active person. I used to walk around everywhere. I live in a, uh, a neighborhood where I can walk to the mall, I can walk to the shop, I can walk to a cafe, I can walk to, and, and now I'm just sitting, 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 staring at the computer, staring at the computer. So I went to see a reflexologist that was recommended to me by a former client and even he was shocked. He says, your body is so stiff. What is happening? <laughs> You're only 40 years old. What is happening? And I explained to him the nature of my job and how, you know, group trainings are now um, all on, online on the computer. And um, yeah, so, so these are some of the things that are happening now to even people who've been busy and who've found a way to thrive as best they can during the, the pandemic season. And, and so when I realized I was burnt out again, right? This is that whole identity thing. I now have to stop and go, this is interesting. I'm the wellness coach and I'm burnt out. But I gave myself that grace, um, Andrew. I gave myself that grace. And I spoke openly to people about it, right? Because, you know, what are we hiding? What is the point of hiding? I'm not bulletproof. What I learned from all that was I have to up the ante on my well-being. Because I was doing all the well-being things I always do, Andrew. You, you, you know me. We talk. We, you know, you see my social media. Yeah. I travel to the coast. I got my R&R. You know, I went to Amboseli, all these things. But I needed to up the ante on my well-being, meaning I needed to do more. Because this is an unprecedented time. So if you gave 90%, you now have to give 150%, right? Because it's coming at you from all angles. Yes. Yeah. So again, that is just something I shared openly and honestly. And people are like, yep, yep, resonates, 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 resonates. Um, wow. To answer your second question, you said, what have people been concerned about? Well, Different coaches have different answers. Uh, for me, I work with leaders, as you know, male and female leaders from different parts of the world. They were concerned, of course, about their health. Um, so, you know, some even got COVID very early on and they made it through, thank, thank heavens. They were concerned about their sanity because you still have to deliver results. Yeah, never before have leaders of a certain age been put through the ringer like they were put through in the last 19 months. And it's still ongoing because now people are figuring out, are we going back to the office? Or are we not going back to the office? What's happening? They were concerned about producing results, even though they're going through a lot of stress. They were concerned, obviously, about their well-being. I've been singing the well-being song for years, but 
it really hit people in the last 19 months. Yeah, I, I really do have to look after my well-being. They were concerned about, of course, their kids, educating their kids. Those who had elderly parents um, were thinking about their elderly parents. You know, I have an elderly mom. Um, you know, you're, you're always thinking about that when you go visit. I had to really reduce um, the visits to mom um, even more so. I mean, yeah, tough, tough times. Um, yeah, that, that, that was what was concerning the people I worked with. And, and of course, they were also concerned about their direct reports. And I reminded those who had forgotten that, hey, you need to be concerned about your direct reports because you're dealing with a different beast now. People are working from home, yeah? You need to create the kind of team where people can produce results even though you know, they're not in the office sitting at their desks, tap, tap, tapping away. And I'm happy to say a lot of people found themselves to be even more productive. Um, but compassion, which is something I've been teaching about for a very long time, really came to the fore. You have to get interested in how your people are doing. Yeah, because people are still going through it, um, Andrew. People are still going through it. People have lost loved ones. So they're still going through it. So. Uh, if you come at people with the, why isn't this done and da 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 and all this sort of thing, um, yeah, I, I would say the last 19 months would be when people snapped. <laughs> yeah. um, I have a client that took a redundancy package and everybody was shocked. Um, but yeah, it was the right thing to do. She was just like, yeah, peace, I'm out. Um, took a break, found herself another job. Um, yeah, and the rest is history, as they say. Wow. Wow, and, and and you've mentioned uh, <clears throat> something very interesting about uh, having we're now having to deal with a different beast, and yeah, we and need, I mean that in a positive way. <laughs> oh yes, yes, you know, as as as, yes, as, yes. as 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 storytellers, the hero will always encounter uh, <laughs> the beast and uh, you know different uh, villains and different opponents. But what marks a hero? Different allies, yeah. Yes. But what helps a hero uh, overcome uh, the beast and any opponents are the tools and the allies and the help they get. And as you are, uh, you know, just sharing uh, some of uh, these tips, uh, you mentioned a lot of tools uh, which, uh, you know, probably non-coaches might not be aware of. Or maybe even, like you've said, some people might have these tools, but they've forgotten about them. Uh, would you mind just sharing yeah. some of the tools? Because you mentioned something that uh, maybe some of us may be uh, aware of or not aware of, like you mentioned about uh, constellation therapy. And uh, yeah. also maybe in your, uh, you know, with your, uh, you know, being bulletproof. <laughs> no, uh, I'm not bulletproof. Yes, I'm not just, bulletproof, uh, Andrews. It's <laughs> really important that we don't send that message. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I, not I, bulletproof I, at all, at all, at all. Exactly. There tends to be a correlation that when you're successful, you're bulletproof. But I'm glad, like I mentioned earlier, you're very vulnerable to tell the truth as it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe what techniques uh, could you share uh, as a result of uh, how you are able to? Uh, navigate your argument with your husband because you mentioned something powerful being intentional about finances which is a very challenging uh, topic yeah. 
you know. So yes. Yeah. So what tools could you share? What uh, tips yeah. can you share when you're having an well, argument with uh, whether it's a loved one or a colleague or a boss? Something that can help uh, well, people get well, on the same page. Well, let me just share. Let me just share tools in in general, not necessarily tools for when you're arguing, because a lot of them apply across the board. The first one is deep breathing, deep breathing, um, Andrew, because especially when you're stressed, you start to breathe shallowly. So one of the things I do with clients is I run them through a, a meditative practice where you're not sitting there quietly um, observing uh, your thoughts, although that's helpful as well. You can sit quietly, take deep breaths in through your nose, out through your mouth. Notice any restrictions, for example, in your chest area. Yeah, um, because tension makes it difficult to, to just breathe fully, breathe properly. And so you just breathe in deeply, in through your nose, out through your mouth. And it's a steady breathing. It's not a forced, hard breathing. And you feel the seat against your butt, you feel the seat against your back, you feel the ground on your feet. So this is a really powerful exercise to help you get present, present to where you are physically located. Because what happens, Andrew, is you'll read an email, it will upset you, and your mind will take you far, far away. But the reality is you are in your home or at your desk, you are safe, you are fine, you are not in danger, there's no uh, a leopard coming to attack you. So getting physically present is very important because it helps you put things into perspective. So you just keep breathing deeply in through your nose, out through your mouth. Notice any tension in your body. You know, Andrew, if your shoulders are always coming up to your ears, that's tension. You need to drop your shoulders. And I know this so well because that's something I used to do, Andrew. A, a, a counselor pointed this out to me over 15 years ago. When your shoulders are coming up towards your ears, that's tension. You need to drop them. You need to drop your shoulders. So just notice where there's any tension in your body. Keep breathing deeply in and out. And then you can, and it's good to do this with your eyes closed. And then start paying attention to all the different sounds you can hear. So this is an auditory meditation as well, auditory of the hearing, A-U-D-I-T-O-R-Y. Just start listening to the sounds you can hear. And no sound is a bother. So if there's a bang, 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 because of a construction happening next to where you are, that's fine. If you're hearing the chirps of birds, like a client of mine did the other day, that's fine. So it just calms you down. This exercise is so powerful, Andrew. I was speaking to a client some time back and she was pregnant at the time and her baby was jumping up and down before her session in her belly. And she did this exercise and the baby became still. And even her, she was shocked. And I'm like, yeah, your, your baby is fully 100% plugged in to what's going on with you, mom. It's a very powerful exercise. People will do this exercise in their homes, in their offices, the same places they've lived and worked for years, and they will notice something new. Like, oh my God, I've never noticed those birds. 
And then I'll encourage them to open their eyes. So you open your eyes. Remember, you're still breathing deeply in and out. Open your eyes and slowly look around the room you are in and just notice. Notice the colors, notice the patterns, just notice things. And again, people have been in rooms for years and they will notice something new. So that just helps you get calm. Now, the thing to do is don't save this meditation for when you're stressed. Practice it at least twice a day so that you can start building that muscle, as they say. And so, Andrew, years of practicing this meditation is really what helped me to see, as it's happening, that my husband and I are arguing because we are both afraid because of this unusual situation that has just happened. And because of that, you don't get caught up in the argument. You don't now start with the, you're always rude to me and you're always mean to me and da, 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 because now you're getting caught up. But if you just stay focused, if you just breathe, you actually have access to more resources. Like you start thinking a bit more clearly than you would otherwise. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying, you know, my husband had the wherewithal to just leave the house. And by the way, it was a very short argument, right? It got intense very fast. It was short. It didn't go on for hours and hours and hours. So that's number one, something that can help you. Number two is get the help. Therapists, counselors, coaching, we've studied these things. And you didn't study them in school, did ya? get the help now some people are lucky they have organizations that pay for them to get coaching to get training but even a two-day training is not enough get the ongoing help and learn different tools yeah another simple thing um andrew is get out get some fresh air it's a sunny day in nairobi today get i've already been out like it's it's morning now but I've already been outdoors. The wonderful Karura forest saved so many people in this pandemic season. Every time I'm in that forest, and I, again, I've been going there for years, and it was really nice to see more and more and more people coming to the forest the last 19 months. And we thank the heavens for the great Wagari Mathai for saving that for us. Talk about a legacy. You're not even around and people are benefiting because of your hard work. Get out into nature. Even those people who say, ah, I, mean, I don't like nature. and da, 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 da. <laughs> Get out into nature. You don't have to stay in the forest the whole day. You can just go sit for half an hour. Just breathe deeply in. Just go for a walk by yourself. You know, 20 minutes one way, 20 minutes back. You know, it doesn't have to be so involved. But get out into nature, the peace, the quiet, and the trees. The trees. Nature helps us. Andrew, nature helps us in so many ways. Not just the beauty and the silence. Right? Nature helps us in so many ways. It's very grounding. One of the things I started doing, um, Andrew, in this, we call it the pandemic season, is I started riding bikes again. So at Karura Forest, you can hire bikes. And I was like, I'm going to start hiring bikes and I'm going to start riding. 
And I felt like a kid and I feel like a kid every time I do that. So instead of just going for a walk, I'll go straight to the, the bike hire uh, corner, ride a bike and just whoosh around <laughs> the forest. And it is so much fun. And I've taken my little daughter bike riding as well. She loves it. Yeah, so these are just some of the little things you can do. Now, exercise is another one. Yeah, I've been working with personal trainers for years. Again, during the pandemic, it was, oh my God, thank God I remember some of the things I learned from my personal trainers. Because now we have to work out from home. Yeah, I, we got lucky. We could work out downstairs because um, the, the compound I live in is small. We're not like many people falling all over each other. So people could go downstairs and, and, and just kind of work out. Yeah. So it all adds up. It all adds up. Um, so there are these sorts of tools and, and so many others um, that come in handy in everyday life. Um, Andrew, that's a really interesting thing. There's a lot of stuff I taught in the last 19 months that I was always teaching before. So they, they stand the test of time, which is really, really cool. Wow. Wow. That's Make really, sense? that's really powerful. We take for granted the small things that we learn, you know, during, like you said, regular time, but when, uh, Ish, it hits the fan. <laughs> that's yeah, when, the ish hits the fan. <laughs> that, that's when you start seeing the, the usefulness. And maybe would yeah. you just mind uh, sharing just uh, maybe for someone who's just uh, beginning or starting to be aware of the personal development space, what have been some of the effects? I know you've probably mentioned it, but just uh, what has uh, the effects of personal development helped you? as you've seen now during this uh, pandemic season? Um, well, yeah, I mean, I've already shared some of those um, impacts, you know, um, resilience. I was able to pivot um, and, and, you know, just go, oh, okay, we're not meeting face-to-face. -face. All right, I guess it's, you know, Zoom group sessions. Let's do this. Um, reacquainting myself with PowerPoint, <laughs> which I had not used for a very long time. Um, I stopped using PowerPoint and started using Canva. Um, and, and no, ladies and gentlemen, we are not being paid to promote these products. I'm just speaking openly and honestly because I'm so grateful. Ay, 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 Andrew, 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 Andrew. Imagine if we did not have these online tools. Imagine. But, you know, I jumped onto platforms like Canva.com, started creating presentations from there, you know, nice looking, bright looking presentations so that, you know, people can cannot, you know, feel so dull during the online session. Um, thank you for WhatsApp audio. You know, we, we say a lot of things about, you know, <laughs> Facebook. I'm sorry, the meta universe, yes. as it's called now. <laughs> the metaverse. People say a lot of things. The metaverse. People say a lot of things, but ish, call a thing a thing, man. How many of us were saved by these online platforms? A lot of us, yeah. How many of us were saved by these online platforms? iTunes, Opere, iTunes, music. Another simple tool that you have available to you. Music. Music changes your state instantly. Mm. 
right? And I had my playlist, Andrew, my exercise playlist, Pato Ranking Essentials on iTunes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Somebody at Apple went, hey, let's gather all the hits of all these artists and create playlists and, you know, so that people can enjoy them. And lo and behold, that's the thing I go to when I'm working out at home, right? I mean, now, now I'm out and about, you know, the, the curfew is lifted. We're obviously still masking and sanitizing, but I'm out and about more. But really, the power of music to, to alter your state, and music is really special because it alters your state immediately. Mm. It by, it's, it's like it bypasses the thinking mind. Yeah. yeah. Some of the tracks that really got me through the last 19 months were um, I, I really loved, um, you know, the album Beyonce released Lion King, The Gift. I really liked the song King already. Um, I think everybody needs to listen to the lyrics of that song, particularly men, actually, because she's talking to you in that song. It's quite interesting. Um, Good old Jay-Z and Kanye West, their album, Watch the Throne. I started, <laughs> I went back to that. I'm like, ooh, I haven't listened to this in a while. I really liked it. I would listen to that. Um, my daughter was watching Frozen and Moana. <laughs> so <laughs> I'd listen to those soundtracks and it was just fun being a kid again with her. Um, I really like Moana. It's um, The Rock. Uh, Dwayne Johnson plays uh, uh, this character called Maui. And it's just really funny because The Rock's voice is so um, distinct. And, and <laughs> you, you're, you're just thinking, this is so funny. That's The Rock and he's singing and he's singing really well. And my daughter and I will sing the tunes. And now when we're in the car, you know, if I'm going shopping or to drop my dry cleaning or whatever, um, we'll listen to Frozen, we'll listen to Moana. I really enjoyed listening to, watching those those cartoons the last 19 months, um, you know, Nas, Nas has, man, I tell you, some creatives really took advantage of the downtime, quote unquote, downtime. Nas, for example, released two albums and I've been playing it, playing them on repeat. Um, King's Disease, so deep, so deep. I said the last time we talked, Andrew, I, I love hip hop because of the storytelling. Mm -hmm. And it's a pretty amazing storytelling in there. And there's a particular song called Rare in King's Disease 2 um, that I, I just love. I love that song. Um, he seems like he's in a happy place. And I'm, I'm, I really, I, I'm drawn to people who, who seem to be happy. <laughs> um, but, but music is another really easy um, thing, resource to reach for, um, no matter how you're feeling. Um, yeah. Wow. answer the question in a roundabout way but <laughs> no it's not a roundabout but it, it's very powerful and it seems you've uh you've sort of entered a part of my favorite uh, uh part where i like asking you know what are oh, three books three movies three songs <laughs> so you know since you've already started with the songs again. since no, you no, no. But, but here's the thing gosh it's been so long when, when did we do the last interview was it two years ago I believe so, yes, yes. Wow, that's <laughs> another thing, Andrew. Uh, you know, that's another thing. It's time, t like time is a bit skewed, right? Like mm. I'll find myself saying last year and I'll, I'll, what I really will mean is 2019. 2019. I was contacting, I was contacting, um, I was contacting a, a guy I know and he was like, yo, it's been two years. And I went, what? 
has it been two years? A client of mine, an old client of mine contacted me. He wants to do some sessions. And I hung up the phone and, and, and I thought, holy moly, it's been two years since me and that guy have, have talked, but it doesn't seem like two years. So it's funny, time, is, uh, time has become a bit, uh, a bit warped, right? True. Yeah, yeah. So uh, before we... But jump- carry on, and sorry for jumping ahead, but, but music really, you know, saved me. It always does. It always does. Yes. Saves a lot of people. That's why people listen to music in the car, you know? That's true. It just puts ev- us in a certain mood. Ev- everywhere we go, you know, there's, there's music in the elevators, there's music in the mall, there's music in the public yeah. transportation. Okay, let me not assume. In Kenya, in our public transportation, yeah. we're very privileged to have music blaring as we go to work or wherever it is we're going to. So, yes. yes. So, uh, yeah, I guess let's... Uh, now that you've mentioned uh, a lot of stuff, uh, you've mentioned uh, a lot of the changes you've made, a lot of the things you've seen, um, and you've mentioned also the things that uh, have helped you stay sane uh, during this time, the tools and techniques you've been using. Um, what are the things that have remained the same? And uh, what did you change in your life? I know you've touched a little bit, but you can just be specific. Yeah. Um, well, some things changed, um, not because I wanted them to, you know, my husband and I stopped hosting friends in our house. We just weren't sure how people would feel. Um, and I really missed that. So slowly, slowly we've, we started doing that. Um, but yeah, you know, that's part of soul food for me. Um, and I, I didn't realize how much I'd missed that connection of hosting you know, cooking for people, laughing and all of this. Um, one of the other things I realized, Andrew, is I am one of those people and there are many people in the world who are like this. I Travel is, is such a joy for me. It is such a joy. Meeting new people, learning about new people. And I really missed that. When the pandemic hit in March 2020, you know, the, that, that first three months, I was like, actually, yeah, this is, this is okay. You know, stay, stay home, stay home. That's it's cool. You know, we have been running around a bit too much. Let's stay home. By December, 2020, Andrew, I realized, holy moly, I, I miss meeting new people. I miss seeing new things. Um, I just love this planet. This planet is so beautiful and I've learned so much um, traveling. And so I, I did miss that. Um, so, you know, hopefully that'll happen in, in the future, maybe starting next year. Let's see how we go. I know a lot of people have, have started traveling already, but um, for, for, for me, I haven't um, left Kenya in, in the last 19 months, uh, hoping to travel in December to, to South Africa, which will be really nice. Just, you know, have a break, see something different. Um, I just got more clarity about a lot of stuff, some relationships um, I wrapped up and, and that was a good thing because um, they were kind of hanging by a thread anyway. So I wrapped those up. Um, not, not many, not many, because um, I, I, I'm happy that I'm surrounded by, by awesome people. Um, but there was just a lot of clarity, a, a lot of um, clarity around, you know, I, I don't have the bandwidth. And, and many people, um, Andrew, realize they... They just don't have the bandwidth. Uh, they're in survival mode. They're in figuring stuff out mode. And so 
they 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 just got a clarity around what drains them versus what nourishes them. Um, of course, the masks, the sanitizers, we did all that. Um, I I got a lot of clarity around. I mean, a lot. I, I mean, I was clear before the pandemic, but I would say I got more clear about the sorts of personalities I want to be around. I became more courageous, Andrew, with boundaries, uh, just saying, hey, I'm not engaging with this. I'm not dealing with that. Um, became a lot more courageous. And thank goodness our bandwidth just became short because we were putting up with a lot of stuff on an individual and collective level, putting up with a lot of stuff we were not okay with. But because we were distracted by ah, life, party, go out, this, that, um, the, the quiet made people see a lot of things very clearly. Um, so, yeah, the it was nice uh, being at home with my daughter and her nanny in a previous job um, ha- had been a teacher, so that really helped. Um, again, so grateful for platforms like Khan Academy Kids. I mean, I found myself playing around with that um, <laughs> app because it's just so cool and the kids learn so much. And I, again, I shared that on my social media and I said, hey, this is really working for us. Um, if you have kids above a certain age, jump onto this platform. Um, until today, we, we still, you know, um, play on Khan Academy Kids. You know, there's creativity, logic, uh, stories, uh, reading. It's, it's um, super cool. Um, but it was nice hanging um, with our daughter and and her being home. And it's also nice her being back at school because um, she really thrives in school. Um, I have to admit that homeschooling was not an option. I mean, it, it, it was an option, but my husband and I didn't want to do it. We didn't want to do it because, number one, we're not trained teachers. <laughs> and, and I have a very high respect for teachers, as you know. My I identify as a teacher, and my dad was a professor, and my grandpa on my mom's side was a teacher. So for me, I, I didn't lie to myself that, oh, I can do this. It's easy. I can do this. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> it's a skill. <laughs> teachers are trained people. So it's good that she's back in school and, and you know, things like chess, Andrew. She's four years old, and chess is compulsory at her school. Wow. I couldn't have taught her that. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't have taught her that. So I'm really happy that she's back at school. So there's that and again, Andrew. I'm glad we got a chance to hang out at home and I'm glad she's back. It's not, but I'm glad she's back. It's and I'm glad she's back. My gratitude practice got deeper mm-hmm. and grateful for the simple things, Opere. You know, here you in Nairobi, well, the, 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 it, it got really granular. It got really simple. Like, wow, I'm grateful the weather in this country is not so extreme that I'm stuck at home in the thick of winter and depressed. You know, I'm here in Kenya, we never went into a full lockdown. <laughs> Kenyans use the word lockdown. We were never in a lockdown. We had curfew. There's a difference. And I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for that because it meant people could still charge ahead 
in some way with their work. You know, it wasn't a complete shutdown because we we just can't afford it the way this country has been built for better or worse. So grateful for that. Grateful I'm married to a sane person. <laughs> because I tell you what, Andrew, the last 19 months, hey, people really got to see, do I actually like this person <laughs> I live with? <laughs> Because saying. now we're hanging together all the time, but but my husband and I have um, we're friends. We've we we've been friends for a minute, and um, it was cool. You know, it was cool. It was cool just chilling at home, watching movies. Da da da. da. It was cool. Um, so the gratitude got really granular because we we can say things like ah, I, I'm so grateful I have a lot of money to travel the world. <laughs> but in the last 19 months, it was yo. I'm grateful that in Kenya, in Nairobi, we have developed a system of delivery where the guy on the bike can just come and deliver my stuff. Yeah, that really helped us in the last 19 months. My usual rider guy was busy and I was so happy for him. I was so happy for him. A friend of mine said, isn't it ironic? Our rider guys are busier and pilots are at home. Isn't that ironic? True. Um, <laughs> grateful for for the very simple things. I, you know, grateful for my mind, my creativity. And like I said, Andrew, grateful for these online platforms that we have been, some of us have been trashing since day one. And now you realize, oh, wow. Uh, actually, <laughs> thank God for PayPal, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Um, so yeah, the, the gratitude got really granular. And my husband said something to me, Stefan said something to me last year where he goes, isn't it a good thing that there are solutions to how to curb the spread of the pandemic? Isn't it a good thing that we've realized we can wear masks and we can sanitize Imagine if there was no solution. Imagine, Andrew, if we were told, listen, stay home. We don't know what we're going to do, but you just stay home. We're figuring it out. But that's not what happened. We were told, stay home. And if you leave, wear a mask, sanitize your hand. Thank heavens for those small but significant solutions. Imagine if we were told, we don't, like in the movies, we don't know what this is, just stay home. We will update you at a later time. Mm. It could have been like that, but it wasn't like that. True. Right? Yeah. So true. Simple, simple things. Simple, simple things. Grateful for Netflix. <laughs> yes, yes. Wow. Grateful for Netflix, Andrew, you know? We'd have never seen for, this for coming, Netflix. you know? I bet even Netflix never yeah. saw it coming. They never saw it coming. Like, wow, thank God it's high quality storytelling that I can watch from my laptop, from my home, from my phone. So it's that and, Andrew, you know, mm. you know, say what you want about big corporations. And yeah, some of them have, you know, done some pretty not so great things. Um, but but some are just trying to earn a living like everybody else. And hey, let's produce some great movies for you and you can watch and be entertained and and all of that. So grateful, grateful for strong Wi-Fi, Andrew. What, <laughs> what would I have done if I lived in a country that didn't, or a city that didn't have Wi-Fi? 
That would have been a wrap. I'm not going to call a client in Thailand using the regular line. You know, I'm going to call a client in London. Like, how? I'm not going to run a workshop using my phone. True. Yeah. Just grateful. Grateful for things we had taken for granted. Wow. And with all, yeah. with all that you've experienced with these 19 months, what are you looking forward yeah. to towards the end of the year and for next year? What has this prepped you that you say that I would like to experience this next year? Um, that's a really good question. Well, my in-laws have not seen their granddaughter in two years. And that was sad. That was sad because they were just getting to know her. Um, they last saw each other face to face when she was two. And we went to the beautiful Watamu Beach uh, here in Kenya and they had a blast. And, and I know they were looking forward to hanging out some more. Because um, unfortunately, um, Andrew, a lot of young kids, they, they didn't really dig this whole you know, talking on the phone, online thing. They, 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 they don't, it doesn't make sense to them. So I'm looking forward to her connecting um, with her grandparents, her Australian grandparents. Um, she does love them. They do love her. And it's, it's, it's really, it's going to be exciting when, um, when they do catch up again. That's going to be cool. Um, and I'm also looking forward to seeing them. Uh, I, I, I have a long history uh, with my in-laws. My husband and I have been together for a long time. So just to, to give people context, they're in Australia. So yeah, that, that was the real, real lockdown over there. Um, and so I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to traveling again, but with new eyes, you know, more gratitude, moving a bit more slowly, if I am lucky enough to go to another country, I'm just moving a bit more slowly and just really looking at people, not in a weird way, but just really like, wow, you know, <laughs> you're Vietnamese, that's so cool. And wow, you're Italian, that's so cool. And wow, this food is great. And I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to releasing uh, my memoirs. Um, I took advantage of the last 19 months to finally uh, get help. Um, started working with a writer and I'm authoring my memoirs. I turned 40 last uh, year. Uh, see, there I go again with the years. I turned 40 this year. <laughs> I mean, let me not age myself. I turned 40 this year. And a lot of people have ideas of, yeah, my 40th is going to be big. It's going to be amazing. And I was one of those people. And my 40th was so so because it was January and it was pandemic and and we were not uh, being given the vaccine at that time. I mean, the few people who could come came, but it just wasn't the same because so many people I love, I, I couldn't have a party basically. Um, well, I could, but I didn't <laughs> have a party basically. So who knows? Maybe my forty first or my forty second. Um, but what's really interesting, Andrew, is I had a big thirty ninth birthday. And, and I remember thinking, how funny. I, I, I call it my Indian wedding, 39th birthday, where I had three different parties for different groups of people. And I remember <laughs> when I turned 40 thinking, <laughs> I remember when I turned 40 thinking, wow, isn't that, that's so weird. Why did I have a big 39th birthday? I, I don't, anyway, it happened that way. Um, and here's the thing, right? 
celebration is for whenever you can. Don't wait for the 40th, the 50th. Celebrate your 23rd birthday big. Celebrate your 37th birthday big. You know, don't wait for, ah, it's our anniversary, babe. Let's do something special. No, do something special tonight. Go to a restaurant, have fun. Just love up on one another, you know. Um, and these were truths even before the pandemic, Andrew. They were true. This, this, is, this, is, this was the way to be anyway. Um, yeah, so, so I'm looking forward to, to launching my memoirs sometime next year. It's, it's a dedicated to my daughter. I, I hope that women get inspired by my own story and the insights I will share um, in the memoirs. It was an extremely cathartic experience. And it gave me um, uh, the ability to look at my past differently and to give people who I had judged and criticized grace. Um, grace, Andrew, people are just living their lives and doing what they do. Um, it's, 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 it's not about you. <laughs> we make a lot of things about us, but it's, it's often not about us. People are just going through their stuff. And I got a chance to remember the last, you know, 20 something, 30 something years. And it made me do things like go back to the home I grew up in. My mom is still there and look at that house so differently. And I remember the last time I went there, I was like, wow, thank you. Thank you, house. Thank you <laughs> for sheltering me and, and being a safe place um, physically. Because, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a pretty safe, nice neighborhood. Um, it's not to say my childhood was idyllic. I, I went through you know, some of the challenges that, that many of us go through. Uh, doubting yourself, not feeling seen, not feeling worthy. But, um, yeah, those are all just stories. And, and, and this process of writing, uh, authoring my memoirs has helped me to see my past differently and to remember uh, the, the adventurous choices I've made. Um, so it was a very, very cathartic um, process. Um, I also started developing my online course um, <laughs> that was supposed to have started early 2020, but that paused just, you know, um, in the busyness of, of pandemic season and doing things um, online. Um, I'm looking forward to launching that course um, next year. Uh, well, multiple courses actually next year. So it's just nice working on that. Um, yeah, just looking forward to, to reconnecting again with friends, people I haven't seen for so long. Um, oh, Andrew, are you there? Yes, I'm still here. Yes, can you hear me? Hello, Cece. I think I lost you. I think I lost you a bit. Could you hear me? Yeah, I could hear you loud and clear. Ah, okay, cool. I was just saying, um, I'm course. looking forward to re yeah, and reconnecting with some people I haven't seen in a in a long time. Um, and and you know, curfew has been lifted here in Kenya, Andrew, but people have changed because um, uh, you'll be driving around at night, like past curfew, and the streets are still quite empty. So Nairobi, the party city, has not gone back to what it used to be. And I, I find that really interesting. I asked Uber drivers, you know, hey, have you noticed a change? They were like, no, nah, I, I think I just got used to going home at 10 p.m. So that's really interesting. I want to see how that goes. Yes. Um, it made us take more advantage of the daylight, which is a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, I'm so anticipating uh, your memoirs uh, next year, and hopefully uh, we'll have a conversation before your memoirs are released. Um, yes. And, and uh, yes, before uh, I, we sign off, uh, I love asking, yes. what are three books, three movies, three songs that you've been uh, listening to, you know, during this period? And I think you've mentioned a lot of songs. So uh, yeah. I think uh, you've covered the song parts unless there's something else you want to add before going to uh, the books um, or movies. Well, the songs um, I think I already shared. The music was, was as always, uh, so helpful. Yes. In terms of books, um, I read a fantastic book called Happy Money, mm-hmm. Happy Money by Ken Honda. Um, and I did uh, his, his course um, online, um, just added... Uh, another layer of um, developing a healthy relationship with money. Yes. Um, I lost a good friend, unfortunately, in Melbourne uh, this season. And when my dad died many years ago, I started reading the Tibetan book of uh, the dead. Mm. And it sounds really morbid, but it's not a morbid book at all. It just starts off with the premise that, you know, you're going to die. Why don't you live well? And why don't you die well? And here are some tips for how to do that. Yes. And so I couldn't finish the book uh, when my dad passed away all those years ago. And when my girlfriend, uh, Pam, passed away, and I'm, I'm saying her name because wherever Pam is, I'm sure she's smiling down on me. There was so much love between us. Um, I, I picked the book up again. And the reason I picked that book up, Andrew, is because I know Pam is in a much better place. I know that for sure. And well, I believe that, let me say, I believe that. Yes. And and um, I started asking myself, I remember I was driving um, and I asked myself, Cece, what are you so afraid of? Because you believe Pam is in a better place. Um, and, 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 you know, for the record, for those who don't know, I'm a firm believer in reincarnation, past lives, all that kind of thing. Um, you know, that's a conversation for another day. Yes. Um, but, um, I was asking myself in the car cause I, I started feeling sad and I asked myself, Cece, what is it you're really afraid of? Because Pam had a full life. You told each other you love each other all the time, so there are no regrets there. And I realized I'm afraid of the unknown after death. Mm. And that is why I picked up that book again. It's been sitting in my Kindle for years. I picked it up again, and it's very deep and it's very technical, and really people should just read it. Um, I, I can't do it justice. So I'm moving through it slowly, slowly. Yes. Um, and I also got back into the autobiography of Maya Angelou. Um, I'm currently reading the last book, which is Mom and Me and Mom. Mm-hmm. She talks about her relationship with her mother, which is really, really cool. Um, so those are the books um, I got into. Um, I also started reading um, an explanation of the, the Bhagavad Gita, which is such uh, an amazing book, um, an explanation of um, the Bhagavad Gita. And that has been amazing, right? Um, it's been put together by the team at uh, 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 um, uh, an organization called uh, Bhakti Marga. Mm-hmm. Um, and I attended um, some classes that they ran in 2019 on the, the Gita. And, and that was really, really powerful. 
friend of mine invited me and I'm just really grateful for that. Um, in terms of, um, what was the other question? Movies, I Movies, think, right? Yes. Um, the last 19 months, Andrew, I have prided myself on watching fluffy, light-hearted movies, which was another thing that really helped a lot of people because we were going through so much. You're going to laugh. I actually really liked Kong Skull Island <laughs> with Samuel L. Jackson. Let me tell you, anything with Samuel L. Jackson, I will watch. But it was just lighthearted and fun, and I enjoyed watching it. I went through all the Fast and Furious movies again. That was always a fun to watch. Mm -hmm. um, but recently, Andrew, recently, my husband and I have started doing something we used to do a long time ago when we were in our 20s. Uh, we've gone back to watching movies in the cinema. Yes. And it's been really, really nice. So like I mentioned earlier, I, um, I watched The Eternals. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that was just really great. And I'm not going to give away any spoilers, but I will say this. I really like that in the Eternals, the diversity is natural. You know, that's the kind of world I live in, a very diverse world, different cultures, different, you know, genders and all of this. And 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 the Eternals is really cool for many reasons, one of which is, you know, the black guy isn't the black guy in the movie. He's just a guy. Yes. The, the gay person isn't a gay person in the movie. They're just a, a person. The, the the woman is not a woman in the movie. She's just a person. And the characters are just doing their thing. And, and that was really refreshing to see. And then I watched, of course, Dune. Dune I watched with my husband. And he has loved that book <laughs> from the moment I met him in my early 20s. So yes. it was really nice. It was a full circle moment. Like, ah, let's go watch Dune. And he knew all the characters and this and that. That was really nicely done. And the standout though for me, and this happened only a couple of weeks ago, was The Last Duel, mm -hmm. um, which is Ben Affleck and Matt Damon partnering up again. And I loved Good Will Hunting. I loved that movie. Those, those two are pretty awesome when they get together like this. And The Last Duel is really powerful because it's a story told from different perspectives. Yeah. And as, co as a coach, somebody who works as a coach, that really resonates strongly with me because the client will come and they'll share their perspective and they'll believe that that is the truth. And it's your job as a coach to say, Hey, you know, there are different perspectives. Let's, let's, uh, let's, let's interrogate that. Yeah. Um, because if a particular perspective is kind of messing you up mentally or emotionally, you might want to invite different perspectives in. Um, so the last duel is a great movie and um, Ben Affleck is, is really good <laughs> in the movie. His character is great. Yes. And Adam Driver, of course, is also um, um, amazing. Um, I love stories. I love storytelling. And I really enjoy going back to the movies because it's something I hadn't done in a long time. So, mm. again, you know, some things are resurrecting themselves again. Uh, other things are new. Um, but, yeah. That's um, that's been some movies, books, and all that I've really um, enjoyed. And in terms of TV series, um, oh, I've, I've oh, I've just had a mental blank. Oh, I was watching <laughs> this thing on. I hang on a sec, hang on a sec, hang on a sec. Okay. It, oh my God! It's the one about the the kid who becomes a drug dealer. God, the computer becomes the drug dealer, and he partners up with the with the CIA. 
Um, Snowfall, there you go. <laughs> I, my husband and I really enjoyed watching that. And again, if you look at it from a storyteller's perspective and from a mature perspective, you know, the mature you, the more mature you get, the older you get, the, the more you realize, and, and you and I have talked about this, Andrew, yeah. the more you realize the villains are complicated. Yeah. And, and it's not just black and white, like, oh, you're bad. You're a drug dealer. You see how this kid and why this kid became the way he is, you know. So we really enjoyed watching um, Snowfall and I'm looking forward to the next season. Wow. Wow. Any other TV series yeah. that come to mind? Um, no, not really, because I don't watch a lot of TV series. I mean, there's a limited series um, recently done by Gwyneth Paltrow um, called Goop. Um, I mean, that's, you know, the name of her newsletter. That's been a really powerful um, series. That, that It's a very recent one, though, so I recommend people check that out. But also Jada Pinkett Smith's Red Table Talk. That was fantastic. It, it continues to be fantastic. Yes. Um, just honest conversations between a mom, a daughter, and a grandma. That's been really, really powerful. Yes, it's been, it's, it's been very uh, eye-opening uh, just to have all these perspectives aired out on one table and having all the emotions go through, whether the... The mom agrees, the grandma doesn't agree, or whether the kid doesn't agree, it doesn't matter. But what matters is these conversations are being said. So everyone's learning. Oh, this is how your world is operating. Oh, this is the kind of emotions yeah. you're going through. So that's what's humbling. Yeah. 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 That's what's humbling. And there's a, a particular, I mean, the episodes are very, very powerful. But one of the really powerful ones was when Will Smith, her husband, took over the table and had a candid conversation with Kevin Hart about manhood, celebrity, work, life, all that stuff. Mm. I'm actually really looking forward to Will Smith's uh, biography, yes. um, autobiography. I'm, I'm definitely going to get that and I'm going to read it because um, he's already being so candid. Uh, it's very, very moving, uh, very inspiring. Um, and uh, King Richard, the story of, of Venus and Serena Williams' dad, um, I remember being a kid in the living room uh, when those girls were young and they burst onto the scene. And I remember my dad sitting in his chair and me sitting in opposite and watching and just going, wow, this, this is so cool. And, and my dad really admired them. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to watching King Richard. <laughs> oh, that's very but yeah, I think that's it for me, Andrew. <laughs> Thank yes. you. Thank you so much for your ear. I really do appreciate it. Yes, thank you very much, Cece, for gracing uh, the second uh, uh, time that you've come on my podcast. I'm honored. And uh, do you have any quote or any last words before you, you sign off? I know you've mentioned so many gems. Well, let me just go back to my usual. It's an oldie and it's a goodie. Give yourself permission. Just whatever it is you want to do. Personally, professionally, don't wait for anybody to say, yeah, go ahead and do that. Just, just give yourself the permission. That's that's how I live my life. I give myself permission. Um, so, for example, I'm actually giving myself, I have given myself permission to go away in a couple of days to a beautiful part of the country just by myself. I'm going to enjoy being around trees uh, next to where the room is next to a river. 
um, yeah, I've just given myself permission to do that. So give yourself permission, guys. Wow. Thank you very much. From Thanks the coach so that allows you, giving you permission to take, to go make that dream happen. Uh, yes. If you have loved this conversation, please uh, send out a, a tweet to Cece. Uh, where can they uh, tweet uh, uh, their appreciation to you? What's your Twitter handle? Um, so on social media, if you look for at Coach CC Ojani, so on Twitter, it's at Coach underscore CC Ojani. I have to admit, I'm not on Twitter that much, but you can find me on Instagram. I love um, um, Instagram, Coach CC Ojani Decor. Um, so you can find me there and also on Facebook. Just go at Coach C-E-C-E-O-J-A-N-Y. If you just Google that, you'll be able to find me. And of course, on LinkedIn, C.C. Ojani Bekor as well. Yes, thank you very much. And again, I've been honored to have the non-bulletproof, powerful, and vulnerable, <laughs> extraordinary coach who is collaborating with people from all over the world, from the UK to Kenya. Oh my goodness, I'm telling you, the awesomeness of... This woman cannot be encapsulated in a book. Uh, you just have to be around her to feel that magic. And again, I have Thank been honored. Thank you for saying that. I've been honored, <laughs> Cece. means a lot. Yes. Everything that you've shared with me, your words, uh, of whether it's of encouragement or friendship, um, they, they're still held in my heart and they still guide me. And the people I've, spoken, the people I've spoken to who you have coached, share the same sentiments. They've said equally the same. And hopefully through this, people will get a taste. And if they would like to sign up for coaching, uh, what should they do? Thank you for asking. Go to www.themainprotagonist.com. Have a look um, around my website. You can uh, see how I help uh, leaders like yourself, male, female, different parts of the world, how I help you and your teams. Um, go to the podcast. Um, there's a link to the podcast on the website. And you can click on Contact CC um, as well. And for those who don't know, uh, I call my business the main protagonist.com. Not because I'm the main protagonist, no, but because uh, I wanted to remind everybody that you, you play the lead role in the story of your life. You are the main character in the story of your life. You are the main protagonist. So that's a little bit of background about that name. Yeah. Thank you so much, Andrew. I've really, really appreciated this opportunity. Thank, Thank you, you. Cici. And uh, have a great day. You too. Bye. Asante sana. Bye-bye. And you have listened to the episode of the Revenge of the Forsaken Gods, where I have hosted the coach C.C. Orjani Bekor, the director and coach at themainprotagonist.com. Stay tuned for more episodes like this.